The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic is... Enter Mrs. God, an exclusive interview. Mrs. God is with us today, and we have been told that nothing is off limits to ask her. We've never heard of her and interviewed, but we're going on faith, haha. That Mrs. God will be a very enlightening guest. If you have ever wanted to know what is going on in the private life of Mr. and Mrs. God, call in your questions. Might as well speak out loud, Mr. and Mrs. God will hear you anyway. Seriously, stay tuned, call in, and let's hear what the female side of God has to say. And after the show, join our post-show forum, where we have the link on the right side of the host page. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out. Well, welcome to our show today. I am completely baffled about what is going to happen today. Would you believe that, James? I believe it. I tell you, okay, I got the message that Mrs. God wanted to be on the show. So I said, hey, sure, why not, right? So I, I put out the e-card, and, and so I've been sort of waiting anxiously to see whether or not she was actually going to show up or what kind of a being she was going to turn out to be. But then, yes, and I kind of had an idea of what she was going to be like. I think she's fun and she's funny and she's sarcastic and she has a lot to say about God's ego, which, of course, we're calling Mr. God because, you know, women have no egos at all. So anyway, then yesterday I started having these waves of anxiety and I thought, what is this? And all of a sudden I realized that I was connecting to God. And God was a little bit nervous about Mrs. God coming on the show. (laughs) And God said, and by the way, before I say another word, give out the phone number because we want to encourage you to call in. What's what's that number, James? You can call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Very cool. So anyway, so I was thinking, what is this? So God was very clearly anxious because you know how people are. You know, give us an inch, we'll take an arm. People, (laughs) God is sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to hear a lot of shit today (laughs) about me. And, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute. I need to be able to speak and to defend myself. And then, uh, then I got, well, this isn't Mr. God. This is God, God. And God, God includes Mr. and Mrs. God. So this is like, okay, the aspect of God that's the female is talking to the aspect of God that is male or talking to the God, but they're all the God. And so I'm thinking, who is it that's upset? Is it God, God, or is it Mr. God that's worrying? So the question is, is it God's ego that's concerned about what's going to show up today? Or is it God, God? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
So I said, all right, God, because I figured it was God. I said, well, you know, I'm not going to let people trash you on the show. Not that I know how I could stop people from trashing God. <laughs> you know, God, people are just either intimidated by God or they're mad at God or they're, you know, acting very devoted to God because they really want to make sure that they don't fry or because they think that God is going to bring them heavenly whatevers. Oh, my God, what a mess. So here I am waiting to see who is going to show up on the show today. So were you able to follow that? Yeah. All right, good. So I, uh, is anyone, yes, I hear a cacophony of voices in the background. Let's tune in and see who is going to show up first. Well, it's me. Aha! Now that sounds like Mrs. God. Of course, Mrs. God. I want to talk first. He's always talking first. Why don't I get a chance to talk first? So, hey, this sounds like exactly who I thought Mrs. God was going to be. She was going to sound Jewish. Mrs. God, are you Jewish? Nah. But I like to pretend I'm Jewish because a lot of Jews thought they were the first monotheists, you know. So, so uh, you know, that's the cast. You know, when you get played by a certain character in the movies, then when people think about your character, they, 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 think, they think of that actor, right? I didn't mean that playing, the, it's the actor. So, you know, if you think that, you know, that uh, a certain character is Zsa Zsa Gabor, then you're going to see Zsa Zsa Gabor. Or if you think that it's Rock Hudson, no, these are not recent people. They've got to be new people that uh, play parts. <laughs> anyway, so what happens is you see the character and you think that's the person, but it's not. So you see, I'm sort of stuck right now in this role. So I do want to speak first and I don't want him to get all bent out of shape. <laughs> so so uh, Mrs. God, are you, when you're talking about him, are you talking about Mr. God or are you talking about God, God? I'm talking about all of it, Mr., Mrs., the big schmear of the whole cheese. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm very relieved. I feel relaxed already just knowing that you showed up on the show. You know, I, I, I was a little worried that you might be in. But I not show, that's not the kind of goyle I am. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, we invited ourselves on your show. By the way, I felt very honored. Don't be honored. It's not that we picked you because you're the most popular, the biggest show on the planet. We picked you because we figured you're the only one who's stupid enough to put me on and actually believe that I'm going to come. Everybody else is going to think this is a hoax. But you're going to believe it. So we had to pick you. <laughs> well, that yeah. makes me feel really terrific. What about you, James? Well, uh, you know, you've been talking to God for over 35 <laughs> years. So, I mean, you know. Like, it makes sense to me. <laughs> They've already got you hooked in. They do. They do. Okay. So, Mrs. God, do you want us to start with a question? Or do you want us to, uh, or do you want to make a, an opening statement for our audience? Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that I exist. But I don't exist the way you think. You guys want me to be glamorous. 
you want me to be sexy earth mother, uh, divine presence, uh, always the most uh, compassion. That's not me. That's another character. I'm not like that. Well, evidently not. You certainly don't sound like it on this show. Well, is that an in- No, 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 no. I don't mean that as an insult. I simply mean that uh, you sound kind of more like a person. Well, what do you expect? You guys always want us to be so elevated. This is your problem. This is not my problem. I'm just me. So, so Mrs. God, what, what, how would you say you're different from Mr. God? Oh, that's a very good question. I wasn't expecting that one. Well, I guess we'll have to take a pause to see what, uh, what your answer is. How are, well, you know, it's like two sides of a face. If you look at the left side and they'll look at the right side and you'll notice they're a little bit different. That's kind of the way it is. They're not like completely different opposites. They're just like different uh, aspects of the face. So when you look at the face, uh, yes, let's say uh, the you know somebody comes in, uh, you look at their face and you don't register there's a right side and the left side and that the nose is a little cockeyed on the left and it's a little bit, the eye squints more on the right. You're not noticing, registering that. But what you are actually registering is the sense of the face. So you understand what I'm talking so what I'm saying is uh, it's kind of like that. Me and Mr. God, we're kind of both sides of the face. And we don't mean, I don't mean that we're two-sided or anything like that. So, that, so then does that mean that the aspect of the male and the female aspects of God are not that different? They're just kind of like two sides. Of, that's what I'm telling you. So, so why do you think that human beings have... This whole thing, you know, well, you know, the old gods, the, in the, like the Roman gods or the Greek gods, not that I know that much about them, but, you know, or the Hindu gods, I mean, they're like powerful, or the monotheistic gods, they're like these powerful dudes and these, mm, I don't know, voluptuous uh, women and stuff. So, uh, so is, is that not it? No, 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 nothing like that. It's nothing like that. You see, you people, you're always uh, glamorizing everything. This is really uh, not such a big difference. I mean, you know what it is. Like, the people, they don't like the male gods, some, some of them, because they think they're too rough, they're too angry, they're too violent, all that stuff. So they say, ugh, this is no good. I want the other side of God. This is compassion and it's wonderful. So that's what they do. They separate God into the good God and the bad God. And so they're calling the good God the female side of God. Now, not everybody does this, but a lot of people do that. Even unconsciously, they don't even know it. You know? And especially the women, they want to exalt themselves to being God-like. So they are the feminine aspect of God, which means that if they think they are the feminine aspect of God, they got to make the feminine aspect of God very, very delicious and wonderful. Now, the men, oh, God, do they do the same thing. They want to feel powerful. They want to feel virile. They want all this. So, 
So they would want to elevate the male side of God as being uh, the thunder and the, all that stuff. You know, you know, they don't want to see a little bent over Jewish man in the corner and say, this is God. You know, this is the male side of God. So they, it's the human beings are always have these ideas about what they want us to be. And they're trying to stick us into these categories. Now, would a woman want a male God to be like this big, powerful God? Well, of course, because if they want a daddy, they don't want a weak daddy. You know, and um, the men do the same thing for the female. So you see, this is all a big mess. Well, that was interesting. Um, so it's so. What is the difference between the male and the female aspect of God? You know, what does differentiate you? Uh, well. Uh, like I said, it's not very much. It's like we all have the same characteristics, but on some of us, it's a little bit more big than this aspect and so on. I don't know if I'm making myself clear. Okay, so let's say my nose is bigger than your nose, but we both have a nose. So if you're looking at the male aspect of, uh, of God, it tends to be a little bit more forceful and pushy and authoritative and definitely more confident. And the female aspect, yes, I have to admit this, you know, we're a little bit softer, you know, we like to give excuses. It's like, oh yeah, you know, tell me your problems and I'll understand. You know what I mean? Because we're in the, that's what it is. But we all have the same characteristics. It's just a little bit more I get of this kind and he gets a little bit more of that. And sometimes, you know, really, I get, I in fact get mixed up with bad bitches, bitch, because they're really much closer than you think. Ooh, well, I don't know that people would like to hear that. What do you think, James? Well, I would like to hear it. You'd like to hear that idea? This is a good idea. By the way, we already have a caller and we are going to tune her in. And it is Christine from San Diego. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. And I'm glad um, the person who wrote into your last show did so and said that she liked the usual cast of characters. Yes. Because um, I'm one of them. And when I called in today, I didn't even have to say where I was from. The, um, the guy knew. That's <laughs> how <laughs> <laughs> you know you're a regular. Um, so if I'm understanding this correctly, and I don't know that I am, but Mrs. God, are you saying that Mr. and Mrs. God are both aspects of God and that we choose, like, which one we want based on what feels us, makes us feel more safe? If, or more puffed. Or more or puffed fun. up. Yeah. Or... It's exactly. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, human beings are very very agenda-based. They're always looking for something to be for themselves. Even then, they're kissing God's ass in uh, the churches or the synagogues or the mosques or any place or at the temples, you know, or wandering around in the forest. They always have in mind on some deep level. Also, this, this is the way it feels to me. They always have this feeling that, oh, you know, this is going to put me uh, ahead in some way. It's going to put me in good stead with God. God's going to like this or God isn't going to like this. And this is how I'm going to look more something to somebody else. You see, it's all a big uh, game. And um, well, d d how do you feel about that? I don't like it. 
But, you know, I, I can't say that humans are to blame. Well, Christine, do you have anything else that you want to say or ask some to follow up on that? Well, I guess I was wondering if Mrs. God feels it's being Mrs. God is more of a role or a job. It's a role, darling. It's <laughs> it's a role. It's like, oh, and I want to tell you, I am so sick of cooking and baking. <laughs> and I'm also sick of listening to the never-ending complaints. Oh, God doesn't, he doesn't want to deal with this. And, you know, humanity never stops complaining, even when they're praising uh, God. They're saying, oh, God, you're so wonderful, but would you please put a little bit more money in the bank? <laughs> or, you know, would you save my little puppy? I don't blame them. They think we can do something about everything. This is Mr. God's fault, if you ask me. I think this all started with him. Mm. I think that he wanted to put forward this face. He said, you know, oh, yeah, no, humanity, they're not going to listen to me. So I have to make myself very big, very powerful, very important. And, you know, I am the master of the universe. So then they're going to listen. Otherwise, they're not going to listen. That's the rationalization. And, of course, there is something beyond the rationalization, and it's the reason. But Beth is giving me the signal that we're going to have to go to station break. So I'm going to have to give you the real reason after the break. But Dalek, is there anything else you want to know from me? No, thank you. Okay. Very good. Thank you. So Beth, you can go to break if you want. Okay, Mrs. God. I'm very happy to do that. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. But stick around. You never know who's going to show up next. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is Beth at BethGreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. 
Welcome back to Inside Out, where you never know what's going to happen next. Right now, we're interviewing Mrs. God. We don't know if Mr. God or God God is going to be coming on the show. We are really on a very hot topic about the aspects of God's consciousness. And James had something, but we have another caller. So let's let bring in Todd from San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I am perplexed as to what to ask Mrs. God, but I figured I better call in because, like, who? how many times are you going to get the opportunity to talk to it, Mrs. God? That's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Todd, what would you like to ask Mrs. God? Um... Oh my God! I didn't have a question prepared. <laughs> let me uh, let me collect myself for a moment here. Okay. You know, and there's nothing worse than dead air when you're on the radio. Right. <laughs> <sighs> well, there must be something. Yeah, that there is. I'm call. sure there is. Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. give me a second. Yeah. Well, Todd, do you want to call back? Um, sure. Why don't I call back? Yeah. Uh, let me let me let me just say something to Todd. Todd, yeah. did you want to pick up on uh, what she was talking about, perhaps on a human level, when she was talking about the the feminine side of God being more of the the loving, nurturing, permissive side, and the the Mister God being more the uh, powerful side, and and like how do we? How do you, as a man, how how's, what's the best way to relate to a woman, in, in reference to her, you know, feminine God qualities or whatever? I, I just put that out there. Mm. Well, I was a little bit confused because I was listening, then I went away for a second. I didn't get to hear Christine's what she asked, and um, I was still kind of perplexed as to like there's Mrs. God and there's Mr. God and then there's God God. So I wasn't yes. sure. Kind of like I was waiting to see how that unfolded, to see what the relationship was, and then. But I thought, okay, well, I I can call in, but. Um, well, do you want to ask is, that? Do you want to ask that question? Yeah. What, uh, what's the relationship between Mrs. God and Mr. God and God God? Okay. So, uh, Mrs. God, what do you have to say? Well, this is really very simple. So God is God. You know, I mean, who knows what God is? God is just everything, right? Is, I don't know. It's this big Think of God as everything in the process of evolution, like you like to say. I, you know, that's not really right. But no human being can really figure this out. So I, we like that one. That's a pretty good way. You know, it doesn't create problems down there. That's the important thing. But Mr. God and Mrs. God, this is a human uh, the, the concept. You see, you know, okay, so it thunders. And so the men say, oh, that's me. You know, I'm thunder. I am, you know, oh. the glow. Oh, I'm powerful, see? So this is what I'm saying, that this all has a puffed-up purpose, right? And yeah. then there's the... Then, then the, there's a gentle rain and the flowers are growing. And so then the women say, oh, that's me. I'm the earth. I'm the earth mother. I'm the gentle rain. I'm the one who has to listen. Now, of course, it's understandable because the women, but most of them were stuck at home with the children. Like the men were out there, you know, killing the buffalo. But, you know, is, uh, somebody had to uh, hunt. 
and uh, the ones who weren't pregnant, you know, were doing it. But the di- the real difference is so much less than you think it is between the men and the women. So I, so to me, it's like okay, the women are creating the concept, Mrs. God. The women, the men are the creating the concept Mr. God. Now, the problem is that because the men have dominated religion so much is they think that Mr. God is God. Mm. So then all the women had to get together and say, no, there is the feminine aspect of God, or God is the goddess, or the whatever, because the women are always pushing for the equal time. So yeah. then they're making a big to-do about uh, the, this. So this is what it is, and it's yes, it's more like division of labor. You know, that Christine was asking, is it a role or a job? I mean, it should be a job, but it's really a role because it's human beings as they look at it and they say, oh, okay, this is it. Just like I was saying in the beginning, that if you see Meryl Streep in a movie or what would be more current than that? I don't know. They're the actors that now the the Brad Pitt or whatever. So, <laughs> so they think uh, they look at him and they see, oh, that's the captain of the Titanic. But it's not the captain of the Titanic. In fact, you know who knows who the captain of the Titanic. What you think it is, so you get that picture, and after that, that's all you see. Yeah. Is you know you always see Brad Pitt or whoever. So. Is very difficult for people to realize that this is just a concept that comes and goes and is useful and that isn't useful. You see, the God, but the God is the everything. And this is a concept, a human concept, all human concept. Now, is there, uh, are there different energies in the universe? Well, of course, there's, there's, there's rain and there's drought and there's, there's, you know what I'm saying, and there's snow and there's sand and there's dirt and there's leaves and all that. So of course, all this exists. Over. So naturally, there's a lot of things and they're all busy doing their own thing and somehow they all do their own thing together and this is how, you know, how God operates. But to say, well, this is a leaf and therefore it is not a baboon, you see, is so you're taking something that, okay, is manifested the form and you're making it like, oh, this is a separate thing. So this is what happens. And, and, and um, so there's real stuff, you know, the real things. It's like, okay, there has to be rain and there has to be babies if you're going to keep this race going of the, the planet and all the species, right? And even the plants, you know, they have their babies. So... Somebody's got to take care of all of that, but that's what you get stuck with. It suddenly becomes you, who you are, and that becomes the female aspect of God. And, and, you know, and everybody is invested in this idea, and it's all pretty nonsensical. I don't know how even to explain to you. But you see, this is all, too. It has to do with the ego. It's like, and I've told God this. I told God, and I also told Mr. God. I said, you are cruising for a bruising as you guys say because the minute you've got God and you've got people you've got a problem see then you think that there's a God that's not people and you think people have nothing to do with God and you've and so it's like men and women or children and uh, orangutans or whatever you know the idea you know that the suddenly everything becomes like static and fixed and 
So, you know, one minute you're looking at it, you say, oh, my goodness, this is a orangutan and this is a leaf. But then you start looking under microscopes and you see atoms and you see neutrons and you see all these other things, right? Yes. So what happens is when you look at it from one perspective, and if you go far enough out from the earth, you look down, you don't even see any of them. You know, they don't even exist as discrete entities, you see. So here's the problem, is that when you become associated, you begin to associate in your mind that this is this, and then you get in trouble. Now, I say, and God doesn't like this, and, but I say that um, the whole problem is that the God created him, the, the universe and didn't like it. And has been on the run ever since. So, <laughs> okay, with that, Todd, thank you so much for your call. We have a couple more callers, so I want to bring them in. But that was a fascinating place to leave us. Thank so you. Our, thank you. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> it was great. Okay, thank you. So next comes Irene from San Diego. Hi, Irene. Well, hi. Well, the question I had is what is God's job and what is our job? But... I'm also intrigued by God made the universe and has been on the run ever since. So, God, you can answer whichever question you want. Well, you see, you see, this is the whole problem. Your question shows you what the problem is. The problem is there is no God to have the job. There's no you to have the job. You're... This idea, and this is what I'm telling, you know, God. You said, okay, so you, cre- you, know, you created the heavens and the earth. And you looked down and you said, oh, Gavalt, what have I done? So then what, the, the next thing is that you then say, oh, no, I didn't have anything to do with this. This is free will. Or this is the, the serpent. Or, you know, somebody else did this. So, Okay. So now I'm saying, God, you've got to take accountability. This is why he's hanging out, you know, and not showing up on the show. He's sitting there waiting and being afraid that we're going to say something that, we, that he's not going to like. Yeah. So this is the, the, the thing. So God looks down and he says, oh, I think I made a mistake here. So instead of admitting that he made a mistake or tried to do something about it, he's making one excuse after another. And then, so then human beings who are... You know, it's like, okay, you know, I, I, I don't want to put down the disabled people, so I don't think you should understand this as a disabled, as an, uh, in that way. But let's say, you know, you have a child, and it has a birth defect, a very serious birth defect. And then you look at it and you say, oh, no. Now, some people are going to say, oh, that's wonderful. You know, this is what God gave me. Most people really don't feel that way. It's like, oh, no, I've got 25 years or 30 years or 40 years of hard labor. When am I ever going to retire? I can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. But, you know, you don't want to look like that because that doesn't look very good. So then, but some, you know, some people, they, they feel this way. I don't blame them, really. So, so he's, here's this God. So he looks down and he says, oh, my God, I have a child with a big defect. And it reflects on me. How am I going to distance myself? So that the creator and the created are no longer one. You have a chicken. The chicken has a chick as a baby. You don't say, oh, that's this chicken. That's they are different species. They say, oh, that's a big chicken. That's a little chicken. You see what I mean? 
So if you look at it that way, you could say, okay, so somehow God created this. And, and that you're the creation of the God because you and you're part of that God, just like essentially one with the God, just like you're essentially the chickies. Now, now if, the, if the chicken were to breed with a, a dachshund, the result would be very different. Then you could say they're really different. But, you know, chickens don't breed with dachshunds, at least not usually. So anyway, I've heard all kinds of things. What can I tell you? But... Do you understand what I'm saying? So then you got this idea that it's the God and there's do you and what is my part and what is God's part? And see, it's all confused because God is not willing to say we are one. This, this is the problem. If only God would admit we were one, well, then maybe we could do something. So that's uh, my answer. So, well, thank you, Irene, for the question. Yeah, and, that's very interesting. I, I like that. So God is disabled as we are. Uh, well, of course. So now we have, uh, thank you for calling, and uh, we'd like to call on Helen from California. Welcome oh. to Inside Out. Thank you. My question sounds really stupid, but I know there's something in it, and that is, Mrs. God, why are you attracted to Mr. God? <gasps> I... You have asked such a wonderful question. My mother told me not to get involved with this guy. <laughs> she said, I have never seen a bigger ego in my whole life. This guy is walking around, you know, he, he thinks he's the, and he does everything. He's the, he's the, the everything. And so, oh, but what can I say? You know how women are. We like powerful men. What can I tell you? <laughs> anyway, if I'm going to be more serious, since he's the other side of my face, I can't go far. Okay. <laughs> so, Helen, thank you for calling. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, we have one more caller, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. And so, it's Elizabeth from San Diego. Elizabeth. Hi, and James. Hi. Hi. Um, so, Mrs. God, um, do you have any recommendations on what we as humanity can do about this? Yes. You know, you've got to stop flattering Mr. God. You've got to stop pretending and you've got to stop flattering him. Just build up the ego. And he doesn't like this. I can hear it and feel it right now. He doesn't like it. He says he <laughs> likes flattery. Well, you know, who doesn't like flattery? But it's not good for us. You know, it's, uh, 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 flattery is like too much candy. You know, it sickens us. And, and, you know, but I'll tell you something, Mr. God, and, you know, you haven't asked me about God versus Mr. God, but I'll tell you very frankly that Mr. God, he is, he's got acne of the soul, you know, from eating the wrong foods. Mm -hmm. And I, this is not good. He is not being called to accountability for what he does. And what people need to do is call God to accountability, call themselves to accountability. Do you understand? So mm -hmm. then if you're going to call yourself to account, you got to call God to account. If you're going to slough, let God slough off, you're going to let yourself slough off. You know, there's a lot of people that go around, they're beating on their chest, and they act like they're so, so 
remorseful about all the stuff that they do. But you see, is I can see from up here, this is a lot of game going on with this stuff. So, oh, first of all, I'm showing how really religious I am, and then I'm going to get in really good with Mr. God because I have beaten my chest, and I've said God is wonderful, and I'm a pig. Hmm. So that's flattery. And, and that doesn't make you do anything differently. It keeps you in the same relationship with life you were in before, you see? So when you get it, it's not uh, him, it's not us, it's we, you know? It's we are aspects, we are connected to this divine, to that God-God, uh, you know, character that we're talking about. And, and we have to ask everybody to show up here. You know, a lot of people like to think that the uh, earth is the armpit or the asshole of the universe. It's not. But it's the grass is always greener on another planet. <laughs> it's no different. Consciousness is consciousness. You know, so whatever you, this is, uh, so we got to stop now and be together. This is why I came on the show. I'm the whistleblower. See, hmm. I'm the whistleblower of the whole thing. Elizabeth? <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm just taking it in. It just makes me want to ask more questions. <laughs> well, you've got like 30 seconds. What's your well, last question? Well, just, I mean, how does it make you feel? How does it make, how, how does that make me feel? And Well, how do you know that Mr. God has such a big ego, and, you know, how does it make God feel, and how does it make you feel? I mean, it seems like things are kind of messed up. Well, things are messed up, but, you know, this is how growth looks. So, which Beth was saying the other day in another context. This is, this is the mess that you need to have in order to, for all of us to move to the next thing. This, you know, there's nothing wrong. It's the way it is. It's like, okay, we can... We can uh, fix this problem, you know, we can fix this problem, but we have to become more conscious. So everybody, so you can say, because this is celebrate, this is an opportunity for God, for Mrs. God, for Mr. God, for humanity, it's an opportunity for all of us. So be happy. Mm, I like don't, that. Yeah, this is coming <laughs> to a head. You don't think that I could be on the show if I didn't have the approval of God, do you? <laughs> No. Okay. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for your call. And uh, we have another caller, but first we need to go to commercial break. But stick around because you never know what's going to happen next. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. 
Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Well, welcome back. Our guest today, if you don't know it, is Mrs. God. We don't know if God or Mr. God are going to make an appearance, but uh, she's certainly burning up the airwaves. We have a couple more callers. We have Corey from New Orleans first. Hi, Corey. Hi there. Thank you. I'm looking forward to talking to Mrs. God and Beth and James. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Well, I'm wondering, is the Mrs. God, is the aspect of Mrs. God and Mr. God in each one of us? Or is there that distinct separation between a male and a female here on the planet? This is very much what I was saying before. It's like two sides of the face, right? Uh, the, the pink flower, the blue flower, they're still flowers. This is very much a human distinction that it's so different. They're so different because the human beings are always trying to use the ego, it's the ego. Beth explains it already many times. Look at her book, uh, Living with, with Reality. She did a good job there. It's a good story, at least. It helps. So, but, so what it is that, you know, the ego is always looking for what's different to separate. So it has the edge. So it gets its needs met and all of that. So, oh, yeah, I'm the strapping young man and my father's going to adore me because I am him, you know, on steroids because I'm 25 years younger than he is or 30 years of him so it's like oh so we're going to exaggerate everything that's that's him see and then you have the same thing with the female so yes they're different but not entirely different in fact you know so much of the upset of human beings is they're always trying to figure out their gender or their gender identification you know if they didn't have to do that there wouldn't be so much upset because it's like each one is what it is, you know. And, but no, you see, that's never good. It has to be put in a category. You know, this is like white and black. Okay, in this world, uh, you know, as in certain, uh, certain cultures, it's, it's like you're either black or you're white. So supposing you're seven-eighths white and you are one-eighth black, but you look a little dark, so are you black or are you white? And then you have a little Asian in you, and you see at the end of it, you're like, Oh, my goodness. So in some cultures, you know, that's recognized. Oh, you're a one-eighth quadroon macaroon. See? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, in others, you're either black or white. So all of a sudden, you're in South Africa, and they've got apartheid, and you have a dark child, and it's a family all of a sudden black. It's a family that people, they waste so much time on this question so you know if you could just relax and say oh i am what i am 
and whatever that is, and I don't have to define it, so this is the problem, but the Mr. and the Mrs. aside, what I say, you have certain characteristics, certain jobs, you can call it anything you want. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. And this is, oh, God, this would give people so much more relaxation. So I'm very glad you asked that question because I don't think I could, was able to make this clear. It's very hard. You know, I've been talking here for quite a while, and I'm doing my best to explain myself. But I think that a lot of people don't understand what I'm saying because you keep asking the same question, not I'm criticizing. But you see, it's because you've been looking so much at uh, Rock Hudson and Doris Day or whatever, even though we know that Rock Hudson was actually gay, so that's not a good example. But whatever, you know what I mean? It's like these cartoon characters and everybody's trying to figure out which cartoon character they're more like. And the, the example you gave earlier, I think it was uh, DiCaprio, I think, instead of Brad Pitt. With uh, Yeah, character. I figured. I didn't know. I don't watch oh, okay. I was movies. just trying to clarify that. Yeah. Thank, oh, thank you for telling me because, you know, I don't watch the movie. I don't even have Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for calling, uh, Corey. Thank it was you. a great question. Okay, and we have Tracy from Phoenix who has never called in before, I think. Welcome, Tracy. Hi, thank you. Hi. Yes, I'm usually listening on my podcast, but I got off work early today, so I ran ah. home and wanted to call in. Well, you Great. see the power of Mrs. God that she could get you off work early today. True enough, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and unfortunately, I think I'm one of those people that she has just mentioned that doesn't seem to be getting it, because I think my <laughs> question <laughs> is kind of the same thing. I mean, I, I grew up, Catholic, so I get praying to a male God, and then I can even get praying to or relating to the female, like Mary, for example, you know, in, in those different terms, and I understand what you're saying about it's not either or, you know, it's both of that, but I think what you were talking about earlier, I just wanted to ask for more clarification, it's, so you're good. also saying it's not just only male and female, like as we're defining it, right, God encompasses a lot more than that, and so what is that, I guess? I, I'm just still struggling to understand. So what is it that God is? Yes. Well, I, uh, so like I was saying before, you know, I like this idea that God is everything in the process of evolution, so it has to include everything. It has to include everything. God is in everything. God is everything. Everything is God. It's, there is nothing else, you know. So... It means that if it's male, female, black, white, petunia, uh, cantaloupe, uh, whatever it is, snake, snake, vermin. So it's all God. But you see, so, but people that don't want to see this, they want to create, see, the, see, there's a good side and a bad side to everything, right? So let's say here's a good side. You say, okay, well, God is love. So, so what's that? If God is love, does that mean God is not hate? Well, that means that there's something that's not God. So God's so weak that he can have something that's not God sticking in the universe? That doesn't make any sense. God is the creator or the created is the everything. See? But let's say you say, oh, well, God is love. What, I, what you really mean is I love the part of God that is loving. That feels so good. Okay, now let's say you worship that and you say, oh, yeah, God is love. Okay, 
So what about all the rest of God, that? So oh, well, then that's not God. So then what do you do with that? So then it has to be the devil. Okay, so all of a sudden there's a devil. Who? Where did he come from? See, this mm-hmm. is the humans don't know what to do with the totality of God. God. Mm-hmm. So, so this is this is the problem. So now you say, I, but here's the good side of it. Like I said, there's a good side and a bad side. So supposing you say, oh, I think that I'm too angry, too reactive, too nervous, too whatever. So, so I want to be more loving. So then you say, I want to be more loving. So then you work on what's getting in the way of you being more loving. And then you can say, well, I want to be more like God. See, but if you're going to be more like God, what happens to all the rest of God, which is the thunder and the rain and the animals killing each other to eat and all that stuff, you see. So don't call it, I want to be more like God. Why don't you say what it is? Is that I love this more loving aspect of God. Now, you can't have only love. You know, if you only mm-hmm. have love, you won't eat. You know, there has mm-hmm. to be everything, everything in balance and synergy. You see, you think of God as like a synergy of energies. Let's look at for a moment. Let's take another completely ridiculous analogy because I don't know how else to explain. So you say like, it's a, what do you call those things that turn around? The, the tornado. So you say, well, what, where does, what's the air? That is the as the air is turning, right? Right in the tornado. It's so it's not this or that air molecule or piece of wind or whatever it is. It's the whole is the tornado. You can't have one part of the tornado and say this is tornado because if there wasn't any other parts, there would be no tornado. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. So if you take that very bad analogy and I'm very bad in science not because I'm a female but because I'm old and I'm getting Alzheimer's so <laughs> okay so you take you take the wind you can't have one minuscule drop of wind and have that be a tornado because it can't be it has to be the, all of the wind that's making all that uh, whatever turbulence. you understand what I'm saying turbulence see so this is what happens. And so if you think of God as the entire synergistic uh, interrelation of all the aspects of what is, then you begin to realize and you say, oh, that's God. Then to take out one thing and make that God is an insult. Uh-huh. It's, it's a... It's a Trying to reduce God to something that the human being can understand. So I'm saying that God has been bad because God has run away from owning the creation. But people aren't so great either. Of course, being God's children, what would you expect? So because people want something very simple that they can go to that's going to save them or nurture them. So mm-hmm. you're saying, oh, I'm praying to the male God. You're not praying to God at all. You're praying Mm -hmm. to the thing in your head that you figure is going to give you what you want. And it's the same thing you're praying to the mother, Mary. This is not even me. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just one little aspect of what what is God. So if you could, did that, do you understand at all what I'm saying? Yes. So then if you're connecting to God, 
you're connecting to the whole of everything. Yes, you are. Yes, okay. you are. And that's, see, if you can get this, and I'm not trying to insult nobody. Okay. <laughs> if you can get this, this is so important because God is the totality, and that means God must own the human race and everything in it, and the squirrels and this, and the skunks and the microbes and everything, because it's all part of that. So you got what I'm saying is that God must own humanity. Humanity must own God. The to- we must all own the totality and start to work together. How can we be an effective tornado if we won't, don't work together? Right. Okay, that helps. Thank you. Good, good. I'm so glad. So it looks like uh, we're out of callers, uh, which is good because it looks like we're also out of time. So uh, I'm just wondering, uh, so God, how do you feel about, first of all, Mr. God, how do you feel about this? Well, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Nobody called up to say that I'm a jerk. So uh, I got to say that this is better than I expected. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that, God, uh, Mr. God. And what about God? God, how do you feel? <sighs> I think that was our answer. Well, I can't thank you enough. Did everyone understand that? That was a sigh of relief, I think. That's what I felt from God. This is a sigh of relief. This is very elementary level that we're talking about. There are um, much greater, um, higher understandings of this, but until and unless we get these fundamental shifts in the way we conceptualize, we can't go beyond this. I feel very grateful to Mrs. God and all the rest of the gang on all callers and so on for helping to co-create this program where God spoke and where we're beginning to get hopefully a different idea, even though there was a lot of humor in our show today. There was a lot of truth and a lot of what needs to be said. And I'm just, I'm delighted that neither Mr. God nor God uh, feels appalled or upset because we were not on a witch hunt. And God, you've, even if we were, you still have to face it. Show up, and I think you'll be surprised at how grateful people will be and um they won't trash you. Or some will, but the most of us won't because we need that divine energy desperately. And uh, James, we just have a couple minutes left. Will you tell us what's happening next week? Uh, yes, next week we'll be, we'll be having as our guest Laura Steck, who is coming back to us having been on our show before. So bring your knife and your cookbook. Uh, you might ask, who is Laura Steck? Well, if you haven't heard her before on our show, you've missed a real treat. She's a chef, health advocate, and knowledgeable voice on climate change, all wrapped into one. She first appeared on our climate panel in November, speaking about how we dramatically affect global warming through the ways we eat, shop, and grow food. She's assured us that we could eat food that is at once healthier, more delicious, and better for the environment. So it's a win-win. We were fascinated, so next time we invited her on by herself, and wow, we were even more impressed and enlightened. 
Our listeners loved her and wanted her back. She's charming, open, and amazingly knowledgeable. If you want to learn more about how to cook, shop, and grow food that is healthy, delicious, and better for the environment, don't miss this one. And try to tune in live so you can ask Laura all the questions you didn't get to ask last time. Take I want to thank yeah, you. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. We got to go, but I want to tell you, she is a fabulous guest. And everybody loved her. I really, 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 really encourage you. Tune in and call in live if you can, because this woman has a wealth of information. So thank you. Sorry to interrupt you, James, but we are like running out of time. And I want to thank Mrs. God again. Darling, it was wonderful. You can invite me back anytime. Thank you. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week.